0: and my coffin. I'm Bridget Desmea and thank you for patiently waiting all my lovely darklings both current and new. And this has been delayed for two weeks. First I was getting the podcast switched over to include iTunes and had to have technical difficulties there and then I got sick. The stomach flu, so please be safe and don't get sick. It sucked. This first episode is going to cover Morgan Chammy's The Doll Maker. It takes place in 1920 in America, and there are trigger warnings to start with. There's going to be verbal abuse, emotional abuse, and mental abuse of family towards dawn. There's sexual misconduct and abuse almost, like rape is involved. Um, Attempted rape, so if you have run-ins with that, and you have trauma and PTSD, you might want to tread lightly. She doesn't go into explicit detail, which I loved, so it's there. And it is used for character development and for conflicts for the characters to overcome. And I would rate it from like maybe two and a half to a three at most for how intense it can get, Um, at least for me. So if it's something that you're a little bit worried about, um, pace yourself. Uh, I would still give it a read. But if it's too much for you, you don't have to. I just highly recommend the book. It's an amazing book from Morgan Shami. I have to go back and read her other works. And it's about like a serial killer in style of Jack the Ripper. I did not see who it was from miles away, so she stopped me. There's a lot of red herring usage. Um was constantly changing who I thought it was, which was really cool. The friendships that Dawn makes, which is one of the female main characters, is Dawn Hildegard. Um, she's a brave, strong, intelligent young lady. But her stubbornness and her bravery can get her into situations that aren't too safe. Then we have Gideon and Sebastian Hemsworth, whose uncle is a pervy fucking little creep and I hate him. Luckily, he doesn't live too long in the book um, because of what happens between him and Don. Uh, but he's pining over her and he's just gotta have her like by all means necessary blackmail, rape, doesn't matter he's gonna have her there's forced proximity and um, fake marriage tropes in there which I really like because it's well done and she first her appearance are complete crap We'll go into that too. But let me just go on in here real quick. Get all the names that I need, because I'm gonna to need to get all the names in order before we proceed. Okay, perfect. So we have Dawn's parents, the mother, All she cares about is spending money. The father is an alcoholic drunk. They both have a grudge against Dawn because of what happens with Dawn's brother. They blame her for it and just want to sell her off so they can get rich again because they're old money. So the the worth is in their name. Arthur Hemsworth is her only suitor because Dawn's a free spirit and she's a woman ahead of her time in 1920 America you know she wants to be a doctor she wants a career she doesn't want to have marriage that changes by the way in the most amazing way like it's a natural non-convoluted way for the characters to develop like the way Morgan Shammy wrote her character's development for everyone was just perfect because it makes sense it's linear and it's not a far stretch it's not like a sudden realization oh i want this i i love him no no there's like an internal conflict there like she recognizes like there's feelings there but she pushes them away and pushes them away and she she realizes oh people are attractive but i don't want that i want to be a doctor so there's that in back and forth that's present that builds up to the final conversation dealing with that, which we'll get into. But Gideon's the first brother she meets and he had a fiance who was unfortunately a victim of the doll maker themselves. I'm not going to give it away because I did not see who it was because the red herrings were used so well. Um, I do not want to uh, spoil that So I'll ruin everything else for you but not that. So Don and Gideon have a fake proposal marriage courtship going on because it allows Don to help Gideon find out who the doll maker is while saving her from marrying Arthur. Arthur is a very creepy man. Very evil. I do not like him. She did a good job writing him as a villain, along with her parents, just saying it's good news when you don't like a character. And then there's Rose, her best friend, the second main female, but she's she's second because she doesn't have a s f- much time in the story. And it's because she ends up being one of the victims or like a kidnapped potential victim of the doll maker. and the re- relationship between don and rose is pure and magnificent you know how, like most writers will write about women friends and like there's always like hints of jealousy and envy and kind of cattiness and backhanded compliments no 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 any moment where those could seep in don acknowledges it and squashes it and she goes no i love my best friend Like, these thoughts are my insecurities. Like, she just, she knows. She's emotionally intelligent. And it just, chef's kiss. So, I love their friendship. To itsy-bitsy pieces. Rose is marrying a cheating asshole. And wants to just focus on her ballet career for as long as possible. Don wants to become a doctor. She's got this great mentor I love him he gets into a really sad stint of time in the book and I cried a little bit at that point too um then there's Nora she's kind of like the witchiest shop and the shopping center of the little town where or city where Don resides and She's like a chaotic, neutral character. Leans kind of towards the good side, but not really. Um, She likes to stir the shit, so she's a shit stirrer. And we see Gideon really struggling with his past trauma, losing his poor fiancé. And there's drama between him and his brother, Sebastian. And Sebastian is another really cool main character the cool thing about these is is for the most part these men aren't actively taking their trauma out on these women a lot of times we'll get the troubled dark souls that are love interest be completely terrible pieces of abusive shit towards the main characters right no anytime there's something going on there dawn and then hash it out right away they either own up to it and they apologize immediately and stop because they catch themselves or they hash it out and they finally open up and tell dawn what's going on in their lives or what went on and then they go and fix it like they don't just apologize move on they fall in love no 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 they hash it out apologize and then go to the people that it involves fix it so that was really cool Dawn's not interested in marriage she wants to be a doctor she believes that marriage will tie her down and not allow her to have her own business and everything like that because in 1920s women were still not really allowed to do certain careers and once they're married they drop everything right rose is the same way she's a ballerina wants to dance as long as she can her fiance's a piece of shit because he's constantly going to brothels and cheating on her and drinking um sebastian his issues with his brother is because gideon's fiance was kind of like another cheater like was coming on to Sebastian and then Gideon blames Sebastian and it's like a whole thing but eventually we know that Gideon's using opium and is addicted and then they have to rescue him and save him because he just goes MIA for no reason so while he's in recovery and healing Dawn and Sebastian take over working together so there's forced proximity there proximity sorry A lot of people thought that Don and Gideon were going to get together because they spent more time than Don and Sebastian. But that's not always an indicator of why someone should date someone. They're just really good friends. It's her first real friend that's not Rose that builds her up and also, like, takes little jabs with his elbow to her ribs. Like, I'm just... I'm just picking on you um it's like a really loving like brother sister friendship and I love that and even Nora because she's kind of psychic right she's like a witch so she's like oh you met someone that's like causing you to second guess yourself and what you want but he's not the one for you he's just a friend you're you haven't met your soulmate yet so even Morgan Shammy's out here like not all of us know, like they're just friends. They're just really good friends, like get over it. And Sebastian rescues her from Arthur last minute because her parents eventually just get tired of the the catch on and they're just like, this is taking too long. So they marry her, she's about to say yes sebastian comes through getting in, gets mad because he's just standing there catatonic because he's still mortified from losing his first fiance and that happens the thing with authoring and why he died is because he was forcing herself himself onto don she shoves him down the stairs and they she just like runs out but he's dead you know but they don't blame her for it because everyone knew how Arthur was and the brothers are super supportive and they're like no he definitely was coming on to her and tried to rape her. Um there's a rape from someone that her dad knows that he instigates. So that's part of the trigger warning. And Gideon rescues her from that situation. Like there's just these two male characters are just amazing. I love them. And I love Dawn and Rose. Like, just perfect. And then we have Housekeepers and Servants. So Dawn's servant, she, we don't see too much of her. But when we do see her, she's kind and warm and supportive. And she hates Dawn's mother just as much as Dawn hates her mother. For a really good reason. Because she's a bleh. And so she tries to be supportive with Dawn because she loves her. It's just a little bit fucked up um, how everybody's treated by her parents. And then we have the servants of Gideon and Sebastian Hemsworth. And Sebastian's specifically, she's amazing. Like, she is so loyal to Sebastian and then she finally opens up and has that conversation with Don. And then Dawn goes and confronts Sebastian. And there's a whole thing between her and Sebastian that at once they get married. Because he leaves her there for like days and everything. He buys her their own house to leave her with. Gives her all the freedom. Buys her brand new clothes because she has nothing. Thanks to how her mom spends the money. That they little do they have. And there's just so much going on in this book. That's just minute detail. No, I shouldn't say minute details. They're like small details that matter. They're important, but there's just a lot to this book that just adds to the how enriched these characters were when Morgan Shammy built this world. Um, But Sebastian and Dawn's um, servants are amazing. She's amazing. I love her. Um what else? They end up eventually running into dead bodies and Dawn's being looked at as a suspect. Her mentor is taken in as a suspect. Um what happens there is sad. That's the part I told you I cried out about. What happens with Nora later on further when Dawn decides to go and try to do things on her own um and gets interrupted, I think Sebastian stops them, if, I'm, if i if my memory's correct, and then they have that whole fight and everything, but they resolve it. Um, there's just a lot that happened in the book, and it's an amazing book. So if you want to read it, I suggest that you read it. Trying to there's literally the, all I have for this book is praise. I don't want to give. The Who It away because it was so well written that I didn't see it I think I might end it here but that's kind of what goes on in the book uh trying to see if there's anything else I want to cover before I wrap this up so earlier in the book um Dawn's confronting for the first time there's many times she confronts him but don confronts rose's fiance and then a tree limb falls on this random dude and his wife's there and she's a piece of fucking work i hate her so she she like pretty much saves him or like helps get the stuff off of him and like treats him and tells him you have broken ribs most likely there's probably gonna be Internal bleeding, like that's what I'm worried about. And you need to like get seen by the doctor. And the wife's like, righting off, like, no, he just had a dislocated arm. He'll be fine. Whatever. So they go off. Later, she knocks on her door. The nerve of this fucking beast of a woman! Oh my god, she causes. She ultimately is the reason why her husband dies. But she's like, oh, Don, help me, help me. It's too late to be helped with internal bleeding. Like, he's at the point of no return. So she makes him comfortable. She's anti-drug use, right? So she goes more naturalistic because of how bad people are getting addicted to opium and stuff. So she's like, oh, yeah, give him opium because we just need to make him comfortable. And she was trying to hint and tell her, like, there's nothing we can do for him. He eventually has a seizure and dies. And it's a horrible horrible death and they point fingers and call her a witch and word is getting out and that's actually one of the things other blackmails her on and I'll ruin you like they'll believe me you need to marry me or else I'm going to conf- like confirm that you're a witch and you killed him and I'm like this motherfucker and that happened and i cried because that poor man died because his wife is a fucking dipshit and i felt so bad for dong because she's a healer healer like she gets in the zone and she just goes into flow and she blocks everything out and she just zeroes it in and dials in and just does it And I'm like, yes, we love smart women characters. At least I do. I love smart women characters. And what else? There's like a lot to go over. There's like a seance scene that ties in with some of the other things that are going on with the book. Because someone's been stealing opium from the doctor's office. So there's like a seance scene that happens, and Don puts two and two together. Oh, the whole reason why Gideon wants Don's help is because she's medically trained, and the doll maker, whoever he or she is or they are is clearly very medically trained as well and there's a uh, just like the use of the red herrings is perfect like there's so many people that I thought it was um what else i think i'm gonna stop this episode here it's a little bit short of an episode just because the i don't want to ruin a lot like usually i have no problem doing too many spoilers or all the spoilers but this is actually one of the stories where i don't want to spoil too much for you guys um let's see I'm trying to think oh so oh, that's gonna give away. Sebastian stays underneath the Ballerina Academy. That's a character I didn't talk about. Coldwell. I think that's his name. Oh, he's a piece of work too. He abuses and sexually advances on the ballerinas at the school. Oh, Gideon actually buys the the school because in honor of uh his fiance and to also catch the dollmaker. So Sebastian stays underneath there doing his thing. And to also stay close with his family even though it it, there's still blood blood during that part but um my cat keeps messing with the handle on my door like i wish it would stop (laughs) i'm sorry guys but that that whole thing he's a piece of shit and dawn takes care of him and rose does too no who sticks up for him? i think it is rose no it's one of the other ballerinas She's really cool, too. She finally has enough, and she, before Dawn can snap at him, she says something. And Dawn helps the ballerinas out and everything. Like, it's just a perfect scene. Women sticking up for women. Imagine that. I wish more people knew how to write like that. Go <laughs> ho. Like, and, the, and, like, healthy male relationships with women. Go ho. Like, not every fucking fucked up thing that leads to actual domestic abuse which doesn't have to always end up being physical abuse it doesn't need to be romanticized can we stop with that please so if you want someone or some characters both men and women that have struggles of their own and don't use that as a reason to abuse people read morgan shammy's the Dollmaker* just amazing characters intelligent and and, like emotionally intelligent people for the most part the bad guys not so much and that's not on purpose because we're supposed to hate them but that's where i'll stop with that because this is actually a book for once i don't want to spoil for you guys now for teas i would recommend because this is definitely like a tea type of novel for me i would go with like an english black tea or just a black breakfast tea in general if you can stomach the blacker teas because i know some people might not like them if you don't i would go with like a white tea any white tea would work i would uh stay away from some of the fruity things um because it just doesn't feel like that type of tea for this book but I would definitely go with like a black breakfast tea. I don't know why. But that's what I was craving while I was reading the book. And then as far as like candles or incense or anything like that. I would do something cozy. Like a hot cocoa type of smelling candle. Or vanilla cookie baked, like freshly baked cookies is why I would read it that. Um, I'm not getting a rose even like if you're more into florals versus foodie candle scents we'll go with like a rose scent or a magnolia like one of those that would definitely be good with this book and then as far as music because it's 1920 go ahead and get a good playlist going from all the 1920s jazz music that was going on. Um, There's a big celebration in the book and I loved it. It's such a great party that they throw and I wish I was there. It was beautiful. I loved it and I cried happy tears at the end of the book. I loved it. I love this book so much. Well done Morgan Shammy and if This book was this good. I already know that your other books are going to be just as good, and you're an auto buy for me now. Anything that you do, I'm going to end up wanting to buy. So, definitely go ahead and read her work. I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye in this episode and see you in the next episode where we'll be talking and discussing. Oh, which one do I want? I kind of want to skip over into a book. I'll figure it out. But see y'all darklings later. Take care. Stay safe. Don't get sick. Love you. Thank you for listening to the whole episode. The first secret word of two is going to be transitions. Hope to see you enter.